Let heaven and nature let them sing. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome into the podcast. Uh, as you can see, I have a cold. I don't know if you can notice that right now, but my nose is a na- little nasally. Let's get that out of the way uh, right now. I'm also recording in my closet, That's, which is one of the secrets of sound. But anyway, we wanted to do a special Golden Hills podcast. This week, we are, uh, we're getting ready for Christmas. Right now, we are releasing this episode on Friday, December the 16th. And Monday, the 19th, actually begins Hanukkah. Now, for most of us, Hanukkah doesn't really mean anything. We're not Jewish, you might think. And... Um, We might not know much about Hanukkah, but actually Hanukkah, it's interesting. This actually is somewhat of a significant holiday. There's there's nothing anti-Christian about recognizing it and understanding it. And actually, if if we really want to understand some stuff, this is a, a festival that Jesus would have celebrated during his lifetime. It's actually in the Bible. I bet you didn't know that. John chapter 10, starting at verse 22, I'm going to read this scripture. It says, at that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. And dedication is, this is where you get the idea of Hanukkah. This is what it means in in Hebrew. So at that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is a passage that you're probably familiar with. It's a it's a, a famous one in the Gospel of John, uh, talking about Jesus being uh, one of the uh, references of him being at the the shepherd, but this was happening during the feast of dedication. Or in other words, another way to translate this would be: at the time Hanukkah took place at Jerusalem. Now, what is Hanukkah? Well, like I said, it, it means the festival or the feast of dedication, and and this is what it means in Hebrew. It, it was to commemorate the restoration of the temple and the dedication of the altar by a guy named Judas Maccabeus. Uh, we think that Judas, oh, that's an awful name. Judas was a very popular name in Judaism. Uh, and that's a whole other podcast in itself. But uh, Judas, the, the the disciple, he kind of ruined it for everyone, right? Kind of like how people don't name their kids Adolf anymore. I'm sure that was a popular name in Germany. You kind of ruined the name for everyone, right? So same thing with Judas. So anyway, there's a guy named Judas Maccabeus, and he lived in the 160s BC. So this is, you know, 160-ish years before the time of Jesus. And so what this festival did is it, it's, it was celebrated for eight days, and it was celebrating the anniversary of when this guy, Judas Maccabeus, he brought in all these uh, people to come back to the temple and rededicate it to God. 
So it, it's it's a dedication of the altar, if you will. It's oftentimes called the Festival of Lights, if you've heard that. And I, I know I don't know about you. Growing up as a, a child of the '90s, I was really only uh, introduced to Hanukkah with. There's an Adam Sandler song about Hanukkah, right? He he did a comedy uh, sketch, and there's one time he goes eight crazy nights, right? And I'm like, okay, whatever. They get Christmas for eight nights. What is that all about? So no, it's the it's the Festival of Lights. So here here's what happened. In in the 160s, there was these wars that were happening by, uh, and I don't want to totally go knee deep in the history of it, but there is uh, this these wars happening against the Jews, and there was this guy named Antiochus Epiphanes, Antiochus the Fourth Epiphanes is his name, and he was this pagan ruler, this Greek guy. We'll basically call it we'll show for now, and. He he basically wanted to obliterate the Jews. He wanted to paganize them and make sure that all their uh, their religious stuff was non monotheistic, non God of uh, of of Israel, non Yahweh. And so he did stuff in the temples. He was sacrificed pigs. He wanted to try to destroy all the Torahs that were available and all that. So anyway, there was this revolt that happened around this guy, and it was for it lasted for a few years, from like one sixty seven to one sixty four. And there was these guys who were fighting against Antiochus IV. And they, they finally eventually beat them. The, the, the Jews led by uh, Judas Maccabeus, they defeat Antiochus's army. And they're all excited. They come back to Jerusalem. And what did they find out? They found out when, when they got to the temple into Jerusalem, that there was still a lot of pagan influence, that Antiochus kind of succeeded in a sense. And so right when they got back home, Instead of relaxing and all that, they said, hey, we noticed that the temple is destroyed. And so rather than allow the, not destroyed, I should say the temple was defiled. So rather than allowing the temple to stay that way, they said, we're not resting until we get this thing right. And so they get into the temple and everything is defiled. The altar, there's all these pagan things in there. And there was so much work to be done, but they only had enough oil for their lamps for one night. Okay. And you know, because they were going to work around the clock. And eventually what happens is they realize even though they had enough oil for one night, the the lights stayed lit. There was enough oil supplied for eight nights until they were able to fully dedicate the temple. And so that's why they call it the festival of lights. And if you ever have Jewish friends during Hanukkah time, they'll usually eat food that is made in oils. <laughs> really good, right? Really tasty. And so that's why it's that symbolism of, of celebrating what God did, this miraculous event to maintain the people of God to uh, purify the temple, cleanse the temple and the altar of all the paganism that was there. So Jews actually practiced this festival because they remembered this from 164 BC all the way up until the time that the temple was destroyed in 70 AD. So 40 years after Jesus, right? They're still remembering this. And then even after that, Jews would remember to do this even in their own homes, uh, where they would light lamps uh, and and have this uh, remembrance of the Feast of Dedication. So what we're going to do now is we're actually going to, because you might be saying, well, Vinny, how do you know all this stuff? This is actually documented in a sense. So I'm going to do a reading from something that we're not going to call it scripture. It's it's from what's known as the Apocrypha. If you grew up Roman Catholic, you're familiar with this. Don't freak out over this, though. We're not treating this as inspired scripture. This is not scripture, even though it is in in Catholic Bibles, it's actually in Greek Orthodox Bibles as well. Protestants are the only ones that don't include this. And actually, little known fact, the first translation of the King James included the Apocrypha. Uh, but anyway, this is from the book of Maccabees, and we're not treating this as scripture. It's ne- definitely not scripture, but we are treating it as history because this is a, a historic account of what happened. And m- more importantly, 
this is what Jesus practiced. This is something that was part of his heritage and his tradition. Paul, all these guys, this is these writings made up the practices of their lives. And so while we do not, and I want to emphasize this again, we're not treating this as scripture, although to understand first century Christianity, we need to understand that these guys understood this as part of their history. And so it's it's important for us to understand it. So I'm going to read from, just to give you the, the, the references, you could look it up later. You could find it free online. The book of 1 Maccabees, chapter 4, verses 36 through 59. And then also from 2 Maccabees, chapter 10, verses 1 through 8. So you could read it on your own. But let's just read through it and hear this historical account, not scripture, of, of what we see there. Then Judas and his brothers said, See, our enemies are crushed. Let us go up to cleanse the sanctuary and dedicate it. So all the army assembled and went up to the Mount Zion. There they saw the sanctuary desolate, the altar profaned, and the gates burned. In the courts they saw bushes sprung up as a thicket, or as on one of the mountains. They saw also the chambers of the priests in ruins. Then they tore their clothes, and they mourned with great lamentation. They sprinkled themselves with ashes and fell down on the ground. And when the signal was given with the trumpets, they cried out to heaven. Then Judas detailed men to fight against those in the citadel until he had cleansed the sanctuary. He chose blameless priests, devoted to the law, and they cleansed the sanctuary and removed the defiled stones to an unclean place. They deliberated what to do about the altar of burnt offering, which had been profaned. And they thought it best to tear it down so that it would not be a lasting shame to them that the Gentiles had defiled it. So they tore down the altar and stored the stones in a convenient place on the temple hill until a prophet should come to tell them what to do with them. Then they took unhewn stones, as the law directs, and built a new altar like the former one. They also rebuilt the sanctuary and the interior of the temple and consecrated the courts. They made new holy vessels and brought the lampstand, the altar of incense, and the table into the temple. Then they offered incense on the altar and lit the lamps on the lampstands, and these gave light to the temple. They placed the bread on the table and hung up the curtains. Thus they finished all the work they had undertaken. Early in the morning on the twenty-fifth day of the ninth month, which is the month of Shizlev, in the one hundred and forty-eighth year, they rose and offered sacrifice as the law directs, on the new altar of burnt offerings that they had built. At the very season and on the very day that the Gentiles had profaned it, it was dedicated with songs and harp and lutes and cymbals. All the people fell on their faces and worshipped and blessed heaven, who had prospered them. So they celebrated the dedication of the altar for eight days and joyfully offered burnt offerings. They offered a sacrifice of well-being and a thanksgiving offering. They decorated the front of the temple with golden crowns and small shields. They restored the gates and the chambers for the priests and fitted them with doors. There was very great joy among the people, and the disgrace brought by the Gentiles was removed. Then Judas and his brothers and all the assembly of Israel determined that every year at that season, the days of dedication of the altar should be observed with joy and gladness for eight days, beginning with the twenty-fifth day of the month of Shizlev. Now Maccabeus and his followers, the Lord leaning them on, recovered the temple and the city. They tore down the altars that had been built in the public square by the foreigners and also destroyed the sacred precincts. They purified the sanctuary and made another altar of sacrifice. Then, striking fire out of flint, they offered sacrifices. After a lapse of two years, and they offered incense and lighted lamps and set out to the bread of the presence. 
When they had done this, they fell prostrate and implored the Lord that they might never again fall into such misfortunes, but that if they should ever sin, they might be disciplined by him with forbearance and not be handed over to the blasphemous and barbarous nations. It happened that on the same day on which the sanctuary had been profaned by foreigners, the purification of the sanctuary took place. That is, on the 25th day of the same month, which was Shizlev. They celebrated it for eight days with rejoicing, in the manner of the Festival of Booths, remembering how not long before, during the Festival of Booths, they had been wandering in the mountains and caves like wild animals. Therefore, carrying ivy-wreathed wands and beautiful branches, and also fronds of palms, they offered hymns of thanksgiving to him who had given success to the purifying of his own holy place. They decreed by public edict, ratified by vote, that the whole nation of the Jews should observe these days every year. That's a summary of the story of Hanukkah. And uh, as Jesus practiced this and, and observed this feast of dedication to purify the temple, remember that we are the temple of God now because of Jesus coming and that we should be dedicated and uh, purified people as well. So let us be that this Christmas season. Yeah. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. So let's celebrate him. Yeah. Made to worship God, yes. We were made to worship God, yes. He made us and he saved us. Made us and he saved us. Made to worship God, yes. We were made to worship God, yes. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship God and praise Him for all He's worth. Arrayed in splendor, holy and happily. Our great defender, robed in His majesty. Sovereign, awesome, not one flaw in Him. Let the inhabitants of the earth stand in awe of Him. For He spoke and the world came into existence. To save His people, He traveled the greatest distance. From heaven to earth, then to the cross. For the sins of the lost at an infinite cost. Exalted to heaven, soon to return. Our soul's great desire for you do we yearn, yeah. Made to worship. God, yes, we were made to worship God, yes, he made us and he saved us, made us and he saved us, made to worship God, yes, we were made to worship God, yes, he made us and he saved us, feels good, yeah. Let the church recite these words together. The Lord is good, his love endures forever. There is only one God who truly lives. Give praise to his holy name for who he is. The one who said eternal life is to know me. We cry out with the angels, holy, holy, holy. Immutable, invisible, gracious and merciful. Beautiful, invincible, faithful and personal. All his ways are just, even his wrath is right. Gave his son Jesus Christ as a sacrifice. The lamb was slain and raised from the grave. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so made to worship God yes we were made to worship God yes he made us who is like our God made us heaven to earth made to worship God yes we were made to worship God yes he made us and saved us make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth Worship God and praise Him for all He's worth. 
arrayed in splendor, holy and happily. Our great defender, robed in his majesty, sovereign, awesome, not one flaw in him. Let the inhabitants of the earth stand in awe of him. For he spoke and the world came into existence to save his people. He traveled the greatest distance from heaven to earth, then to the cross for the sins of the lost at an infinite cost. Exalted to heaven, soon to return. Our soul's great desire for you do we yearn, yes. Made to worship and we God, worship yes. you. We were yeah. made to worship yeah. God, yes. Because you're worthy, Lord. Yeah. All praise be to heaven's king, Yahweh, Lord God, you're worthy. Early in the morning, you get glory from dusk till dawn. And infinite wisdom will never grasp it. You've got eternity outlasted. Matchless king of all, worthy of honor. To thee we ascribe glory, Shekinah. May we from thee never be severed. I'll sing praise to your name forever. El Elyon, far beyond, yet close by. Nobody does it like God, the most high. Yeah. To worship God, yes, we were made to worship God.